Do you dream of creating picture books that children will want to read over and over again? Learn how to make your picture books sing at this year's Picture Book Summit, a world-class online conference for picture book authors and illustrators. Join us on Saturday, October 7th, 2023, for an all-new lineup of superstar speaker presentations from musical icon and author Julie Andrews and her writing partner, award-winning author Emma Walton Hamilton, Coretta Scott King Award winner Nikki Grimes, and Caldecott Medal-winning duo Philip Seastead and Aaron Eastead. Get ready to create picture books that come together like a perfect symphony at this year's Picture Book Summit. Visit picturebooksummit.com forward slash Matthew. That's picturebooksummit.com forward slash Matthew. Hey, parents. Are you dedicated to raising amazing LGBTQ plus allies? Or maybe your kids are queer and trans and you want them to feel confident and affirmed in their LGBTQ plus identity. That's incredible. But I know it's way easier said than done, and I want to help. Hi, I'm Linz Amer, the creator of Queer Kid Stuff, and I want to connect with you and your family through Rainbow Storytime. My best stuff friend Teddy and I are going to help you raise amazing allies and affirmed queer and trans kids through weekly virtual storytime sessions featuring engaging sing-alongs, community-building show-and-tells, and curated LGBTQ plus picture books on diverse topics. The fall session of Rainbow Storytime starts September 6th and spots are limited, so register while you still can. Head over to QueerKidsStuff.com slash Rainbow Storytime and register with the code BOOKPOD to get $25 off. Rainbow Storytime, helping you raise a generation of amazing allies and affirmed queer and trans kids one story at a time. Hello, hello, Matthew here. Oh my goodness, I start school next week. Next week! I can't even believe it. Are you back in school yet? I'd guess a number of you are. And if not, it'll be back to school soon. I'm taking time off from the pod to focus on getting my library ready to be full of children. Truly one of the most exciting times of the year for me. And so today's episode is a rerun of an episode I published back in January with Tori Maldonado author of some of my favorite middle grade novels. I'm so excited for you to meet Tori. He's a teacher too, and it shows in his storytelling. If you're looking for a book to read to kick off the school year, Hands or What Lane or Tight are each terrific choices. They're the books of Tori's that I know best, and they basically get recommended nonstop year round to my students. So of course I'm going to recommend you read them too. Okay, back to work for me, but I hope you really, really enjoy this one. See ya! Welcome to the Children's Book Podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm a teacher, a librarian, and a fan of kids. Honestly, you listeners are my favorite kind of people. This is a podcast all about exploring big ideas in children's books and the way that stories can help us feel seen, understood, and valued. 
Helping me out on today's episode is my guy, Jonah. Jonah, take it away. Hi, my name is Jonah. I'm 12 years old and I'm from Maryland. Today on the Children's Book Podcast, Tori Maldonado talks about hands. Tori Maldonado was born and raised in Brooklyn's Red Hook Projects. He has taught in New York City public schools for over 25 years, and his fast-paced, compelling stories are inspired by his and his students' experiences. His popular young readers' novels include What Lane, which won many starred reviews and was cited by Oprah Daly and the New York Times for being essential to discuss racism and allyship. Tight won the Christopher Award, was an ALA notable book, and an NPR and Washington Post Best Book of the Year. And his first novel, Secret Saturdays, has stayed in print for over 10 years. His newest book, Hands, releases this January and is a Junior Library Guild Gold Standard Selection. Hands by Tori Maldonado. The author of What Lane and Tight delivers a fast-paced read that packs a punch about a boy figuring out how to best use his hands to build or to knock down. Trev would do anything to protect his mom and sisters, especially from his stepdad. But his stepdad's return stresses Trev, because when he left, he threatened Trev's mom. Rather than live scared, Trev takes matters into his own hands, literally. He starts learning to box to handle his stepdad. But everyone isn't a fan of his plan, because Trev's a talented artist, and his hands could actually help him build a better future. And they're letting him know. But their advice for some distant future feels useless in his reality right now. Ultimately, Trev knows his future is in his hands, and his hands are his own, and he has to choose how to use them. Hi, my name is Tori Maldonado, and I am a teacher. I've been teaching for over 25 years. I've gone from when a lot of these comic book movies were just comic books to seeing them on the big screen, which is great because I teach and I write to help young people realize that they are super heroic. Um, I'm excited because January 24th, my newest middle grade book, Hands, publishes. And that's my fourth book. Um, The types of books that I write are books that young people say, oh, that book needs to be a movie. Or can you turn this into a graphic novel? Because it feels like a graphic novel. Um, My books are middle grade books. They follow sixth grade characters. However, fourth grade and fifth graders love my books and two of my books tight and secret saturdays got um early quick pick awards for young adult reluctant readers so i'm really happy that lots of young people um are connecting with my books and feel like they're cool yeah you they're not just connecting with your books you're cool too it's amazing (laughs) to have a nice teacher a cool teacher behind them you i know you know that we love to use this word you even reconnected with me using that word but tori your books are unput downable you have a beautiful beautiful way of writing these 
micro chapters, these, these quick, oh, I can just read a chapter and then put it down. I've got time to read a chapter. And then you find yourself reading multiple. I work with K to four and my fourth graders do know your books and do love your books. And I know that I am not a unique case. A lot of Maldonado fans in our midst. Oh, thank you. I love hearing it. That That's the music and that's candy to authors. Uh, we, we love hearing it and we eat that up. Often authors have a specific kid or a group of kids in mind when writing a story. You could probably say the same for Mr. Maldonado, though he was also thinking of his kid self when it came to writing hands. Yeah, there's that Michael Jackson song with lyric, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And with hands, I was looking at the boy in the mirror. Um, the, uh, the book is largely autobiographical. And while I wrote the book that I needed when I was in the sixth grade, and really I needed this book and when this, the issues that show up in Trevor's life started showing up. So I needed this book when I was in the fourth grade, the fifth grade, and it continued through high school. I wrote that book for young me. At the same time, um, young tween book reviewers have been reading hands and they've been saying uh, what is another reason I wrote the book. I wrote the book for lots of students, uh, especially boys who think that or see muscles as strength. Um, and I wrote this book for lots of kids who feel alone and feel that they have to solve their problems by themselves. Um, because the book hands helps show that using hands doesn't mean you're strong and, and external strength and being muscly that, that doesn't mean you're strong. There's a, there are lots of ways to show strength. So when we see Trevor in hands showing the type of strength that lots of young people show on a daily basis and we want to encourage young people to show that more often. I'm, um, the book is also about how lots can be achieved by being an individual, but lots more can be achieved with the right team. So um, a, a line that repeats itself in the book is, it takes a village to raise a child. And the right village can take young people to greater heights of humanity and greater heights of allyship and friendship. You use this line a lot, which I just haven't ever heard before, which is that that east-west pull. I'm feeling east and west. And I just thought, wow, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that, that feeling of just feeling like being pulled in opposite directions and 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 how 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 it feels to be in situations like that. Mm. Yeah. And and I, I gotta give a shout out to the cover. Uh those who are tuning in can't see the amazing cover art of hands. However, that east and west that you talk about that shows up inside hands, the boy Trevor, he feels east and west. Like it shows up on the cover because on the cover you have Trev drawing. He He's really nice with his hands as an artist. And then you also see the flip where on the cover Trev is boxing because he's listening to all of these messages from friends and family, media, and school on how he should use his hands. So he's, he's torn. He's really feeling east and west 
hand centers on 12-year-old Trevor, a talented artist and lover of comics, who turns to boxing in order to protect his mom and his sisters. I loved how Tori Maldonado played with the idea that experiences or circumstances in life can propel us or grow us in ways we might not expect. You know, experiences in life can propel us to do things. And I often liken experiences to fire or to fuel. It could, it could fire us up and propel us in the right direction, or it could propel us towards a uh, oops. And I'll never forget when I was a young boy about Trev's age in hands. I remember coming home and there was a magazine on the cover uh, uh, was Mike Tyson. And I was immediately drawn to the, this magazine for a few reasons. Number one, um, Mike Tyson at the time was the heavyweight champ of, of the world. And in my neighborhood, being tough uh, mattered because it was a really tough neighborhood. So kids wanted to be Mike Tyson, like I wanted to be Mike Tyson. But another reason why I was really drawn to the magazine was because my mom, she monitored everything I read. And she usually was around to look to see what I was reading. But on this one day, I walked into my house as a middle schooler. There wasn't a family member in sight. So the magazine was all mine. And I picked up the magazine and my happiness flipped to anger really quickly and to confusion really quickly because in the magazine was a nine page photo spread of my neighborhood. And Matthew, the way these pictures portrayed people who knew me and people who I knew, it just wasn't right. It just wasn't humane. It just wasn't respectful. And I'll never forget that experience being fire in my belly. Um, I wanted to use my hands like Trev in the book to get revenge. And my mom comes home and she sees my face and she has what I describe in the book hands as ESP, extra street perception. And we know that's the same thing Peter Parker has. It's the same thing that Miles Morales has. It's this spider sense. We all have that. And great parents have it. They can look at their child and know in an instant what's going on. And my mom walks in, she sees my face and she says, what's wrong with you? And I told her, look at this magazine. And she said, oh, I thought I, I didn't look through the magazine. I got it for you because Mike Tyson's on the cover. And I don't like Mike Tyson. I said, yeah, but Ma, look. And I showed her and she told me something. And I joke about my mom being my Yoda because she was short and she would often speak in quotes and riddles. And two of those quotes I'll share in a moment. In hands, the boy Trev, he realizes, he says, you know, my mom is my Yoda because of the wisdom she gives me. Um, and and also, it also shows up in riddles. And so my mom said to me in that moment that I'm looking at this magazine and I'm upset. 
and angry and I wanted to do something with my hands, she says to me, Tori, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to beat them up. And she says, mm, finish this sentence, Tori. If you can't beat them, and I didn't know what she meant. And she says, join them. And I was like, if you can't beat them, join them. Okay, Ma, like, what does that mean? And then she says, here, picks up a pen and says, the pen is mightier than the sword. And again, I'm looking at my mom baffled. What are you talking about, Ma? You know, the pen is mightier than the sword. If I can't beat them, join them. And she connected those two together by saying, you can't, you can't, you're, sixth, you're a sixth grader. You can't go and find the people who did this nine-page photo spread and beat them up. But you can join them in the world of storytelling. And you can tell the truth about what kids are experiencing and what's going on in life. And not just paint one side of the picture. Not show one side of the coin. But show everything. Show the yin and the yang. So um, I have to say that that experience was fire. It was fuel that has driven me through the years and drives me today to write books, to show young people that in these moments where you are angry or you are confused, there is a way that you could use your hands and you can use your mind to reroute and to make things right. With a title like Hands, you can bet that the author is calling your attention to how hands are used, both throughout the story and also throughout your own life. In the story, we read moments where hands are used to defend, to create, to comfort, to support, to carry, to transform. Jonah, what are some other ways you use your own hands? With your hands, you can do many things. You can write a book, you can write a story, you can draw, you can do many things such as playing video games with your hands, you know, high-fiving people, fist-bumping them. There are lots of things you can do with them. Yeah, it got me wondering about how aware Tori is of the ways he uses his hands, both in his work as an author and also as a teacher. That's a great question. Hands, for me, mean a few things. Um, one, we could use our hands to build. We could also use our hands to knock down. Um, we could use our hands as helping hands. But also, the reason that I use the word hands, it just centers around a phrase that gets used 24-7, 365 days a year, not only in the Brooklyn where I live, but all over the world, throwing hands, right? You um, <laughs> Just today, in the hallway at school, I hear one kid yell, world star, and start saying, oh, he's going to throw hands. And, you know, it's really interesting when we think about hands, because when we think about hands, we think about control, right? They say you have it in the palm of your hands. And, you know, um, in this book, Hands, Trev, he feels as if 
he doesn't have control. He feels as though he, um, as if things are slipping through his fingers. And it feels as if someone else holds the power in their hands. And we see this in the book where we have um, another young boy who seems to hold the power, you know, um, in his hands. And Trev is um, scared and fearful in that situation. There's a bully situation going on. But there's also a situation of bullying with adults too. And it feels as though that adult holds the power. So this book really is about revealing that each of us hold a tremendous amount of power in our hands and that we have a firmer grasp on things than we think. And how can we um, identify those areas where we have a little grasp so that we can make it a stronger grip in a positive way? This is a powerful book, and I think you can tell it has a powerful voice behind it telling you the story. I asked Mr. Maldonado if he could share an excerpt of Hands with all of you. He did not hesitate. Young people are constantly looking at the behaviors of adults and how adults use their hands and how adults respond to different situations. Um, It makes me think about a scene in Hands where Trev is looking at Uncle Larry. I'm not sure if we have time, but can I read the scene? I would love that. Please do. Okay. So this is a a scene in the book where Trev is frustrated. He's angry. He doesn't know how to get hit those emotions. He's experienced on the inside out of him. He feels stuck in um, his neighborhood. He wants to have an escape. And who crosses his path? An uncle. Now, the uncle isn't blood-related. The uncle is someone who shows us love. And that's a message that comes out in hands, is that family could be people who we choose, people who fight for us, respect us, encourage us, involve us, need us, all these things. So he sees Uncle Larry, and this is what happens. This is chapter 54, page 11. By the way, there's only... 136 pages of the book that circles back to what you said matthew about how i write very thin chapters and thin books yeah but that are thick with complexity so this is 136 pages that i'm proud of and then i'm now on page 111 on the way uncle larry points at a store let's get some candies it's not a full movie experience without them right my treat now, they're about to go to Uncle Larry's apartment and watch Star Wars. We cross the street toward the bodega, and a guy even thinner than Larry calls to him. Oh, yeah, flaco. Huh? In Spanish, that means skinny. And this man's the one who's skinny. He's built like a broomstick. But Larry gives him a thumbs up and winks. My stepdad would have maybe thrown hands with Mr. Broomstick, swept the floor with him. Uncle Larry can take a joke. Hmm. He ignores disses? Inside the store, Uncle nods. Trev, get whatever. At first, I don't, because Ma taught us, don't be greedy. He notices that, and Uncle Larry shrugs. 
You won't get candy? I will. And he starts grabbing trash candies. No, no, uncle. Those candies are nasty. Put them back. He laughs and puts the trash candy back. Fine. Now, will you pick? And I point. Get plain M&Ms. He grabs them. And Twizzlers. He pays. And I feel like a little, little kid again. Someone is taking care of me. I feel little coal good with no problems. And so we see here how he's taking cues from adults. How do adults respond in situations? And he learns to act like those positive adults. But not only does he learn to act like positive adults, um, going back to what we talked about with how hands can be used, hands can be used as helping hands. The chapter ends with him talking about Little Cole. Little Cole is a eight-year-old who is his neighbor. And Trev is taking cues from the adults on how to act and then teaching someone younger ways to navigate the world so that he could fulfill his promise without hurting himself or hurting anybody else. Listeners, as we close our time together, I intentionally save this space just for you. Whether you are a reader of Mr. Maldonado's books or hearing about him for the first time, whether you consider yourself a reader at all, or if you're listening because someone recommended this podcast to you, it does not matter. All that matters is that you're here and that you're listening, because this message is just for you. Mr. Maldonado, take it away. Yes, the message is that any moment that you wish to take flight, you can, and by reading the book that is right. And after you take flight, hopefully, whatever you learn in the book to make things right, come back to your world and try to make them right. So I encourage you to pick up a book, escape into another world. It could be realistic fiction like mine. It could be fantasy like others. Um, but, but seek out the treasures that make those worlds and those books better and come back and make our world richer. The Children's Book Podcast is written, edited, and produced by me, Matthew Winner. Follow the show wherever podcasts are found and leave us a rating or review when you do. That helps us out a whole lot because it helps the show get discovered by and recommended to new listeners. Tori, where can listeners find you? Readers can find me on Twitter at Tori Maldonado. Um, the way you spell my name is T-O-R-R-E-Y. Last name is M-A-L-D-O-N-A-D-O. And you can also find me at my first name and last name.com, torimaldonado.com. And if you read any of my work and you connect to anything and you would like to get in touch with me, there's a feature on my website where it says contact the author. And a lot of times people think that goes to somewhere in the universe and it never goes to the author. Well, mine will lead you directly to me. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you have about my work or to help you um, 
with tips on how to tell your own story. Visit MatthewCWinner.com for a full transcript of this episode, plus some questions that you can use as you think about this episode. Want a copy of Hands? Jonah, where should people look? Check your school or public library, your classroom, or if you want to support the independent bookstores, you can purchase a copy at bookshop.org. I'll have a link in the show notes. Our podcast logo was created by Duke Stebbins. Our music is by Poddington Bear. Podcast hosting by Anchor. We are a proud member of Kids Listen, the best place to discover the best in kids' podcasts. Learn more at kidslisten.org. Be well and read on.